Pedersen, oh, it's 1-0 Blues! What a header that is! Christian Pedersen with a bullet header! It's then floated towards the back post, Jukovic in there, Jukovic! Oh, what a header! This man is on red-hot form at St Andrews at the moment. And it goes again towards the towering Zigic. All confusion at Martin, and surely scored the winning goal for Birmingham City! Hello and welcome to the Blues Talk podcast here on Blues TV with me, Callum Denning and Dale Moon. Today, joined by a man who has made the centre-half position in Blues starting 11 his own this season, Mark Roberts is here on the podcast. And as well as that, we're joined by new recruit Josh McEachran to take on the quick five questions, as well as looking back on a trip to Leeds and a fantastic win here at St Andrews Trillion Trophy Stadium over Blackburn. The Blues Talk podcast with Dale Moon and Callum Denning. Right, Dale, Blues Talk podcast back here on Blues TV. Going strong. Yes, yes. And uh, what a good time for us to chat about Blues. Another win in the bag defeat as well since the last time we recorded but um encouraging signs to take from it against a very good Leeds team but um no it's looking good isn't it I mean you look at the style of play and what Pep's trying to do we're picking up points at a decent enough rate um that uh, that justifies it so um they're looking forward to to what will be tomorrow's game against yeah. Luton Town um back to back home games always tough three games in a week he's got to rotate but you know, you you almost lost Gary Gardner, but then you've regained Ivan Sunjic. The team selection will be will be interesting, but um, no, I think we're we're sitting in a fairly decent position, just coming up on the outside. Three points off the playoffs, as it stands. By the way, this league is so tight yeah. in the opening months of the season; it's unreal. But let's start with that defeat at Ellen Road. I know it's a sour note to start on, but it's got to be done. Mm. Uh, the centenary game, by the way, of Leeds United. So. We went there with the opportunity to be party poopers and we gave it a go. Yeah, yeah, I think we fought fire with fire. I think um, you know what you're going to get with Leeds. Move the ball very well. They've been very strong at Ellen Road in the past few seasons. Uh, and for the first half, they were the better team. Um, put us under pressure, found little gaps in behind us down the flanks. Um, we couldn't get to grips with the fact they went with a three at the back, which we didn't anticipate. And um, I think for the large part, we were defending. That being said... Camps probably had to make one, two mm-hmm. routine saves. No real fantastic, you know, springing uh, match-winning saves. Um, so they protected him fairly well. But you get yourselves in at half-time, uh, have a little look at it. You know, Pep would have been pleased that he was still in the game at nil-nil. Um, and I think second half, we were the better team. Um, Absolutely. You know, we've knocked on the door at various uh, stages. We, we put some fantastic passages together. Fran Villalba was finding little pockets of space on the half turn, sliding balls through to Jimenez. And the unfortunate part is there is, you know, I think Brian Dick made a comment at the press conference this week. When Leeds scored, it was our most dominant period. The I think the crowd at Ellen Road were silent. They were a little edgy at yep. around the 60-minute mark. And uh, unfortunately, it's just a momentary lapse. And we've looked at it a few times. And it's tough to really pinpoint where we conceded that goal. I think Jude mm-hmm. plays the pass potentially a little blind and just expects Max to be there. I think Max is actually glancing to his right up the pitch ready for the and backpedalling, ready mm-hmm. for when the ball does come. It comes at him a little quickly. All of his weight's going backwards. He can't sort his feet out yeah. in time. And uh, I think it's Harrison that just nicks it off him. And yes, then, and Calvin then the, Phillips. Yeah. And of all the people to score for yeah. the Leeds centenary game, it's the Leeds boy. Yeah, they were happy. Jude, but of course, 
quick to apologise on Twitter, showing the maturity yeah. for his age. Not, as we said, entirely his fault. No, absolutely not. But again, like we've said, we, a maturity is not something you worry about when it comes to, to Jude. And I don't think the blame can... And I'm not in the business of blaming anyone, but I don't think it lies at the at the, the feet of any one player. No, it's just an unfortunate not. little la- momentary lapse. And it, again, you hear the word fine margins, but that game's decided on just that little split second, that one pass... Um, and he finishes up off well enough. I know one or two have a look at Lee Camp, but I think he's exposed from 12 yards out in the middle of the box. Coming at him with power. If as he well, makes the, the save, it's a great save. Rather than you know, if he's conceded the goal, it's a poor attempt to keep it out. So, but even after the, their goal, the response was good. I mean, mm-hmm. like I, I mentioned, Villalba, and he was moved to a more central position, I think, and started to get on the half turn and showed that technical ability that he's good at and was slipping passes through. And we still look to get Max involved and Crowley. Uh, Harley Dean goes on one or two of his powering bursting runs trademark powering runs at this point by the way yeah um, and then lifts one towards the back post and Lukas Jukovic if he's on the pitch he nods it in and take nothing away from Christian Pedersen who's probably the second best header in the team but uh, it's just stretching a little uh, too much in the end he couldn't Mm -hmm. quite guide it uh, inside the post. I'm not sure if he went wide and over or one or the other, but mm-hmm. just narrowly misses the target. And that was the big chance in added time for us to have got what I thought would have been a deserved point. But unfortunately, it wasn't to be. But that's, again, one of the games you look back on, similar to probably Derby, uh, where you say you've actually played well and deserved more than we got. Well, it's almost encouraging that Blues conceded a goal in that nature in a bizarre way, because you go into a team like Leeds, who are expected to be up there, by the way, at the end of the season, and they're having to catch you on the break and seize on those momentary lapses of concentration mm. rather than just batter you for 90 minutes. Yeah, I don't think they played their way through us and Pep's post-match comments were quite, were quite telling. He said you can come to Leeds and you can pack the midfield and sit behind the, the ball, bank in and your, your two banks are four and just hope to nick something or you can have a go. And it, I mean, it's clear in his mind, I think it's becoming evident in everyone who's watched us now uh, for the past 12 games, is we're going in one direction and... You know, there's going to be bumps in the road, but they've made a conscious decision. They've, 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 they've almost decided this is the way we're going to go, with conviction, and uh, they're not going to waver for for any one result. And I think they've done that even at Leeds. You know, there's no one to be scared of in the division. You look at how you already mentioned how wide open this league is. I don't worry about us going to anywhere. And I know we've got a tank in at Forest and mm-hmm. Swansea. But pre-game, it's not one that you think, you know what, we might have to just sit tight and hope for the best here. I fancy us going up You're against anyone. Yeah, and I think it's refreshing. We had that, not so much moment of doubt, but almost intrigue going into the Charleston game, I remember, at the Valley going, right, they're top of the league at this point. Are we mm. going to go for it? And you can say now with some certainty that no matter what game we go into, we are mm. going to have a go. Mm. And that's what I think we haven't had in the past few years. We've always been... And um, we'll, we'll hear from Mark Roberts mm-hmm. shortly, but he said, you know, people from outside the club, I think, view Birmingham City as that blue-collar, attritional, gritty, quite hostile place to go who are going to make you work and are always hard-working, but perhaps haven't had the quality and technical ability and the, the beauty on the ball uh, that other teams have had. And we're just, we're just changing that slowly but surely. And it's always going to have its doubts because, you know, there'll be results along the way that don't that hasn't quite gone for us and... You know, it'd be easy for us to revert back to what we used to. So, you know, it may well be short-term game for long-term prosper, but let's just see what happens. Because at the minute, I think every game that goes by 
Pep don't need to mention about a change in play and we don't need to keep drumming, banging the drum of this transitional period work mm -hmm. in progress. It's there for all to see and it's evident in the performances. Of course, a couple of bumps in the road, as you mentioned, against Swansea and Forest, learning a new system. But we um we kind of had a look on Blues TV before the Blackburn game. Some of the passages of play in those early games it's been there and it's been slowly bubbling almost since the start of the season. Yeah, the, the Bristol City one was the first time I remember thinking, oh, well, hello, I haven't seen this when... It's new. Yeah, it, it, it was the build-up play before Jukovic's chance where he fired it up towards the near post. And um, and we've probably then just made those periods longer. So, yeah, we might have had that one against Bristol City and then you move on and you try and make that, you know, real good 10 minutes mm -hmm. of, of play away from home. But... Um, at St Andrews we're taking the game to the opposition and it's just about extending that across a longer period of time so that's just the way we play now um, of course the opposition and Pep is one thing I have caught on to when Pep talks about you know how we're trying to play is you forget that there's an opposition who's trying to stop everything yeah. we're trying to do so it's okay saying we're going to do this and that but if they're playing well and won't let you if their system actually is making life difficult we're not going to be at our pretty best all the time no. um, but it's just, it, it makes it good value entertainment to come down and watch a game. I mean, traditionally, especially here at St Andrews, you, and I say this as a support and not as an employee of the club, you'd sometimes dread coming down to watch a game on a Tuesday night against a Blackburn or against a Millwall or a Bolton or just those teams, you know it's going to be a tough game. There's not going to be much football played. War of attrition. Physical battle. Um, you don't worry that now. You don't worry about that as much. Even at Blackburn, the first 45 minutes... I mean, we've, we've pinged the ball around. You, they'd lead up to that goal. We wouldn't have seen that in a good few years. Well, so. let's talk about that goal. That first goal starts with a throw-in on the halfway line, played around the back. Blackburn don't get a sniff of the ball. Comes in onto Maxime Collin of all people's head. Back to the net. He does a somersault. Cruiser. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think I tweeted liquid football. Very it, partridge. Yeah, absolutely. Because it just felt like, I think the, the, the first pass is key. I think Jude Bellingham gets his foot on it mm -hmm. and... And he breaks the lines. Dan Crowley picks up a lovely position between the Blackburn back four and midfield. Uh, and it may means that then we're now looking to get th that runners going and fires it into Villalba. And like you said, a little exchange, a little flick from Van Villalba. Dan Crowley's cross is fantastic. His body shape's actually facing the other way, but he mm -hmm. wraps his left foot around it. And, you know... A mark uh, of how this team are playing is the fact that your right back is the player who nods it in from two yards out, um, ends up in the goal mouth, legs high up in the air for his trouble. But, um, you know, even Christian Pedersen down the other side, I'm sure Peds would never have been encouraged to get this far forwards mm -hmm. or or felt naturally he could well, do we that. We said to him a few weeks ago, didn't we? Like, are you allowed into the opposition? Yeah, that's it. We were bantering almost about the fact that he never does it. Um, but he's been given that licence to now. And, I, and this is actually just talking about it sparked a bit of a memory Kevin Broadhurst in commentary in the studio when the game's going on and say uh, John will be commentating with Adili or whoever will be in the studio with Kev obviously the mics are off mm -hmm. but he's screaming sometimes when the ball's to our right hand side for Christian Pennington to start creeping forwards and he should be higher up the pitch and, he, and, yet, and last year that just wasn't the way no. we were playing we were very much about preserving the point Make sure that we don't get done on the counter. And if we can do a bit of magic in the final third to win it, then let the forward-thinking players go and do it. And I just think more and more this season, uh, we've maintained that core of senior players uh, and the way that we've been well-organised, as we saw in the second half against Blackburn, and sprinkled a little bit of magic, a little bit of invention and cre creativity with a Crowley, a Villalba, a Bellingham. And um, at the minute, it's paying off. 
away from the creativity, how good has Crowley's delivery been this season? We saw it in the last home game, of course, onto the head of Odin Bailey. Before mm. that, he's created the opportunity. And again, exact same against Blackburn Rovers, back stick. Yeah, the thing about those sorts of players is your, your diminutive number 10s is they can flatter to deceive at times. You watch a player and he's, he's on the ball, he looks busy, mm -hmm. he's buzzing around the pitch, he'll lend it, he'll give it to someone else, get it back and twist and turn. That's all fine, but what's your currency as a number 10? If we're going to go with Lukas Jukovic and three behind him, then those three have to chip in with goals and assists. Mm -hmm. That's what they're judged on. And Dan Crowley said, I think, after one of our trips early in the season, he just wants more goals and assists now. He knows the value of that position. Otherwise, you're floating through the game looking pretty on the eye, but not having an impact on yeah, it. Yeah, what's your end product? He's started to have an impact on, on games now. You know, you mentioned the, the one cross towards the back post for Odin Bailey. Uh, another one then for Maxime Collins. So he's not only getting into the final third and picking up dangerous positions, but he's got the nous and just that little bit of precision to find a, a final pass that, that leads to a goal. Could be quite a nice segue into our guest this week. Let's have a mention as well for the bat line and, of course, Lee Camp in goal against Blackburn. An excellent save from Campy, by the way, with that deflection. You know what's fantastic? This, I couldn't believe this. Right. So, I have this discussion after the game with family members. Um, and I say, you know, we've protected Lee Camp so well. Mm -hmm. And he's only really had the one save to make. And it was a deflected effort up into the air. And... Uh, certain unnamed family members will say, what's he doing that far off his line to mean that he has to backpedal and push it over? Yeah. And at that point, I said, you know what? I'd rather not. It's not worth the argument. Yeah, you're not going to win. If you're not willing to even open your eyes and see what was in front of us, then fine. I thought it was a tremendous save. He's had to react to it. Uh, he's And I think he's off his line to, to narrow the goals down yeah. to make them look smaller. But he loops at a horrible little trajectory. And it is dropping in well in underneath the crossbar. So a fantastic save. But, I mean, he was protected so well. I mean, the, uh, we, I've lost count of the number of headers that Mark Roberts mm -hmm. won that day. And Harley Dean reads the game so well. And he's more naturally averse to stepping in, although he took that slip, didn't he, and posted the, the picture on his the Instagram. The sniper and the Tilton. Yeah. But that comes more naturally to Harley. He's willing to step in. But I just thought, your bread and butter defending. What you're taught as a young defender. Head everything. Win your individual battles. Don't take any chances. If it has to go out of play for a throwing up the pitch, so be it. I thought it was going back to proper old school blues that we mentioned from two, three, four years ago. And what we've we've built that foundation on. Um, and what Pep said he wants to keep hold of. You know, when he was talking in the summer, it wasn't a wholesale revolution. It was more of an evolution. Yeah. And I think to keep hold of the, the second half showed exactly that. That was what an old-fashioned blues was well organized defend when you have to defend dig in and see out the game and credit to him and it just goes to show that blues can do both sides of the game that attacking now combined with that grittiness at the back and the man who has epitomized that this season barnsley's own mark roberts mark roberts is a, a new man isn't he he's he's like an unrecognizable figure that's been here for a couple of years now but uh, he's transformed um, because of the confidence that he's, yeah. he's going through at the minute. He's had a consistent run of games, a manager who believes him. You'll hear shortly how important he, he values that. Um, but a player who has physically all the attributes to be a very good player, 6'3", 6'4", good spring. When he heads things, he don't let the ball hit his head. He powers it oh, back yeah. from where it came. And I think often players just, the art of heading's lost a little bit because they just think that by the, the ball hitting their head is a header. 
he absolutely puts everything into it and really gets some distance in those clearances. Read the game very well. I'm thinking back to Leeds as I was positioning near the front post. When they did get in behind us down the flanks, it was very good just to prevent the ball from coming into the box. Um, and Harley Dean alongside him, you know, they're, they're striking of a partnership. And uh, he's a great character, Robbo. And, it's, you know, it's, I think it's important to remember that he was going for a real... The tr club was a, a volatile stage when he first joined. And as he says, from his own admission, th there wasn't too much structure to what they were doing. And I think it all added up to not seeing the very best of what Mark Roberts can do. Whereas now I think we're starting to see the player that we thought we bought and he was beaming. I think he said after the game on Tuesday when we pulled him for an interview, he went, I'm glowing. you got to do it in his accent, by the way. I'm glowing. <laughs> Said I'm glowing. Uh, but yeah, great guy. Great to see him playing near his best. And uh, comes out with one or two corking little coats as well, but just stinks of Yorkshire. The Blues Talk Podcast. Mark Roberts, thank you for your time. Not a Joining problem. Joining us uh, uh, at a miserable, wet, windy afternoon. It's lovely, mate. Winter's it. It's yeah, good for Yorkshire, this, isn't it? You're granite, mate. It's like a summer's day from the <laughs> <coming> off, mate. <laughs> um... I know you're a big fan of our podcast. You've listened to all 15 of them. But <laughs> but I want to just get into... We'll start... We won't do this chronologically. I want to start off with this week. Um, fantastic defensive display in that second half on Tuesday night um, to win the game against Blackburn. And I think you've headed the most amount of footballs <laughs> I've used seen. To it. Have you seen the, the news that's come out recently about dementia and I stuff? Have. That's 100% me. <laughs> I'm knackered, oh, yeah. mate. But if you'd have played... I'm absolutely knackered. Well, that's with the balls that we've got today. Imagine years ago with the <laughs> yeah, heavyweight true. ones. You'd have been Might in trouble. Might get away with it now. But that was a game that suited you, mate. Everything that was into the box, I think you was a magnet to the ball. It's just like, yeah, literally Mark Roberts' defensive display. Well, any centre-half's the same, I think. If, you, if you're a centre-half, you can't edit. You're struggling some, a little some bit. Some try and be yeah. pretty today, though. Yeah, true. But I think majority of centre-halves, come on. Yeah. Yeah, You're there big. to do a job like that, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. So if you can't do that properly... Yeah. No hope. No. no. But you spoke to us after the game, yeah. and I did ask you about what it's like standing there watching some of the football that's going on in front of us. We haven't seen that. And I think people who've been coming down the Blues for years yeah. haven't seen that style mm. of play. It must be good just to sit back, give it to someone. Yeah, like you say, it's different, isn't it? Because even when I, before I came here, you'd, you'd think of Blues as a grafting team yeah. that's just going to play off second balls and, and stuff like that. So that's... Obviously, when I were at Barnsley, so what's that, like four, yeah, four or five years, years yeah. do you know what I mean? So, before that, that I, yeah, I can imagine you can go a lot further. So, it's, it's nice to change and have a bit of a different angle and know that, like you said, we can actually go back to that if needed. Yeah. It's just nice to have an option, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. Obviously, I imagine it's a bit nicer for the fans as well it to is, see mate. a bit of... Bit of nice football, yeah. <laughs> Not from me, like. <laughs> is it? Yeah, you say that. Well, Harley Dean said to us after the Leeds game, it's harder to play this way as a centre half. It is sometimes because you get obviously everybody splits the pitch yeah. to play football, but it always it doesn't always work out. So when when the ball breaks down in the middle of the pitch and you're split and you're wide open, you're almost like you're scrambling to get back in shape. So it, yeah. it is sometimes a bit harder for us. Yeah. It's, it's, it's harder to manage when to split and when to not. I think as a centre-half, it's like a rabbit in the headlights moment where you take a touch, you're looking for something. Yeah. You have another touch, you're still looking. Some, and then you yeah, sometimes. Like, I've played a couple of games this season where you've maybe, I've got the ball and it's like, easy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It feels easy, but then like there's other games where... Obviously, if stuff happens and it, it's a bit like, well, 
there's no and you don't really want to take that many risks as a centre half. That's the other thing that people probably won't yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah, never been tempted to go on a mazy run. Nah, that's not me. That <laughs> Harley's had a go. Isn't to it, be yeah. fair, in the, in the, in the game. Uh, I give Max one one out wide, and I thought I'm going for he it. Did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I set off for a one-two down the line, but it never came. I think and then I just thought, you. oh my god, I've got a recovery <laughs> run now. We're about forty yards. That's just Max knowing his players. That yeah, is. yeah. Max knows who to give it to. <laughs> yeah, what are you trying to say, man? <laughs> <laughs> now, the mixed bag of results this season, but it's a team much in transition. You look at some of the good performances that we've put in, and they seem to have came in the last month. If you look at even leads away, Middlesbrough, the Charlton game, and then on Tuesday night. Do you think yeah. something's clicked in the last four or five weeks? Yeah, you say that, but I know we've not played the best, but it's a tough league, and you even look at like the Preston game, I really don't see why we shouldn't have got something out of that game. Even though we've, I'm not saying we played well, but as the league is, I don't think you necessarily always have to play yeah. relatively well. You can get away with with one or two and still pick up results. Uh, and you've seen the other side, we've played well against Leeds and we get beat, do you know what I mean? So it's... Derby the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Derby the same. It's, I, I didn't play Wigan, but I watched it and I still thought we did all right in yeah. patches. It's a smash and grab, innit? Teams mm. do it, we did it to Brentford. Yeah. We got battered against Brentford, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But just the way we are, we ground it out and ended up scoring it. Absolute 40 yard header. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, header. Run it. Yeah, so, do you know what I mean? It, it's one of them, but. It seems that league, though, Robert. It's that sort it of is. league. That's what you? I mean, isn't it? You look at the league, and no one really wants, looks like they want to run away. Not that they don't want to, but yeah, yeah. no one's going to run away with it. It's going to be tight, so. Yeah. If you can grind out results, maybe when you're not playing the best, I think you've got a bit of a chance, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you enjoy playing at home? Pep yeah. was saying he, on Tuesday he had the look of a team that enjoy playing at home when sometimes I think it's been said that yeah, you like be in fearful the past, in front of the home yeah, crowd yeah of course I mean when I first came here it was difficult because you know you've got that expectation I think that's a little bit different coming from a club like Barnsley with no disrespect they're a bit smaller and expectation as much right. um, and when you've got that many fans behind you that are not happy with stuff and you're sort of then playing a bit on edge and you make a little mistake and might not even mean anything, not lead to anything, but in the back of your mind, you're thinking, what? Yeah, it's edgy. Do you know what I mean? You're a bit edgy. Yeah. Whereas playing in front of them when you're doing well and they're behind you makes makes a massive difference. Yeah. Gives, gives lots of confidence, do you yeah, know what I mean? To try things and not really worry about what the outcome is. You know, in the final third, you've got players like Dan and, and Fran. Fran and that mm-hmm. that can just go and express themselves yeah. a little bit without really having the fear of if I lose the ball everyone's going to get on my back do yeah, you know yeah. what I mean especially the way we want to go forward you've got to sort of accept that yeah. you're going to lose the ball and you've got to be brave to keep getting on it and, and make mistakes do you know what I mean yeah. like you sent her after trying to play one two so I <laughs> <laughs> don't get used to that <laughs> Mate, oh, you're lost, a, you are lost my head a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you're playing with as much confidence as I've ever seen you play since you've been in the club. This yeah. is the this is the Mark Roberts that. I think yeah, of course. Uh, I just feel the same as when I did before I came here. Really, mm. um, obviously, like I say, when I came here, it were a bit. I said in a couple of interviews, it were a bit um, all over the place. I think mm. I don't think the club was in a in a great place. To be fair, change managers, change ideas. Nobody really knowing 
what the crack was really yeah. and I think that showed on the pitch I don't care how good you are if you've got no structure behind you and you don't mm. really know what the job is and people don't know what the job is around you yeah. you're not going to succeed and like I said I don't care how good you are mm. you need something like that behind you um, as a platform to play well and perform Yeah. and it is nice to step into an environment again like that um, like I say and just feel a little bit of confidence behind what you're doing yeah, I think you were fortunate last year just that Morrow and Harley were playing so well. Yeah, and I said that in numerous interviews I did last year. I couldn't really complain because no. the club were doing well, the, the lads were doing well, the ideas were great. Do you know what I mean? It was one of them that I just had to sit back and wait if I got a chance. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. That's just one of them. That's football. Yeah. One of them. It's not. I'm not going to complain. But it's only like players that you're keeping if out we now. Were, if we were struggling yeah, yeah. and then I still weren't playing, do you yeah. know what I mean? It would have been a bit different, but like you say, it's the same, Jake. Yeah. Good player, do you know what I mean? you got to feel a bit for him. Yeah. He's in the same sort of situation as I was, so it's, it's just one of them. That's just football and I think as a as a professional, you've just got to get on with that. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. It's what it is. Yeah, and then when the opportunity comes, it's what Yeah, it's that's the thing, you've got to got to sort of take your chance when it comes yeah did you know when Morrow left that you were going to get the opportunity did Pep ever say to you this season you're going to get to be fair he were always good with me last year he always said to me like he liked me and stuff I didn't obviously when Gary went I didn't know you were going to get the job so you you sort of you're never really secure in football when stuff like that happens you don't really know what's going to happen and especially off the back of last year I was like I'm not really sure what you don't really know where you're going to go I mean obviously I had quite a few years left so I had that sort of behind me so I knew that I'd have a chance at least um, and then Pep obviously when he came in he said, just said to me that I, I've, I'd be the one that sort of slots in there as long as I went in there and did alright do you know what I mean yeah, so yeah. It's, like I say it's nice to have someone behind you that's got that confidence in you do you know what I mean yeah absolutely it makes a big difference to players yeah yeah, no, you can see that. You see it all the time, not just with me, like I say, you see it with, with quite a lot of players, yeah. not even just here. I see other players from other clubs do it, people I know. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, you're, it makes the environment a lot better for the young players to come into. You look at the players that have come in this year, Seds, Odin, Jude. <coughs> when the confidence is there and the supporters are behind, yeah, you can see that's what you're trying to do. It's a better yeah. environment Just knowing someone's in. behind you and there's not like a, like I said before, there's not like edginess behind your performance. So yeah. You know you can come in and just play how you play and not yeah. really get hammered for it. Battered for yeah, it. Yeah. Cause f- that when you do get, do you ever read uh, anything? Do you ever look into it? Do you block not it? Not anymore, that? no. Oh, that's just you used to though. Yeah, it's hard not to, isn't it? Come on, yeah, everyone's on it. social media these yeah, days. Yeah. And it's hard not to be. Yeah. And even when you've got a spare ten minutes, everyone's on the phone and scrolling on. Of course, yeah. And I got some pelters. <laughs> <laughs> I Did you just read it? And some go, oh, pelters. Yeah, and and you know what? It, I mean, I say I don't take it in, but it's hard not to. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, and sometimes like when my first year, you, you do you do sort of start questioning yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's tough to take sometimes. But then, on the other hand, the only opinion that matters to me is whoever's in charge. Yeah. So, like I say, when you've got someone behind you that's in charge and they've got confidence in you and and you know you've got that backing, that's the only opinion that matters to me, really. Mm. Not that fans... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That, well, you do I value the fans yeah, for what they are yeah. and stuff, but it's not them that pick the team at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, um, no. 
but yeah, I, you know, yeah, I, I took some battering. Like, <laughs> Tagging you in it as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting tagged yeah. in, so you can't miss it. Yeah, you've yeah. got to read it. Yeah, but you yeah. feel like you've come out the other side, and I think that's again a testament to your mental character. That yeah, it's like, again, like I said, everyone's. You look at players. Players come and go and get through these all the time. Do you know what I mean? You're a professional. Yeah. This is what you play the game for. This is what you should expect. Not expect. Is it just the baggage that comes? Yeah. With it? Not not every. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Northern, northern little <laughs> thing for you there. Wow, we're going to come on to that. <laughs> How did you get to this point, then, Robert? Take us right back to the very start, as you as a as a footballer. Oh, it's been a graft. Yeah, off. it's been a. It's not been an A to B no, sort no, of journey, no. has it? It's not been your star-studded. Yeah. Journey, no. Tell us about it. No, so always played football. Obviously, like everybody else, never really got the chance to play, get any trials or whatever. I were a bit smaller when I was younger. I don't know ever. I were all right, yeah. I think. I think I were anyway. So, <laughs> uh, I used to actually play a bit like midfieldy type player, do you know what I mean? And then I got a bit bigger. Uh, that's when I broke my ankle, like we yeah. were talking about before. So you broke it at 17? Yes. When you're on the cusp of a trial? No, we were a bit younger, 16. Right. So it was like my last year at college. So what will yeah seven? So you weren't at any academies years. as a kid? No, no, I never even been on a trial like I played yeah. for Barnsley schoolboys a couple of times, but yeah. something major, yeah. yeah. Um seventeen I've been seventeen, broke my ankle. I was supposed to go on a trial with Barnsley at the time. Were you a Barnsley fan <laughs> growing up? Did you support a local no, club? Not everyone really always says this. I mean, I don't really support anyone. Yeah. I can't I couldn't tell you or oh, heart and soul Die behind hard, yeah. that team, do you know what I mean? But I've always followed like Barnsley and yeah. my dad's a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Right. So sort one of, of my mates from school, Beav, Mark Beavers, used to play for Sheffield Wednesday. So it's one of them I, I look out for results but I couldn't really say I, Yeah. I don't think you can really say you support someone unless you go and watch every course, week or yeah. you have gone and watched every week. So it's not something I've ever labelled myself with. Um but, but still, Barnsley obviously from Barnsley know yeah. a lot of people, Barnsley fans always looked out for the results been to watch him a couple of times so it's it were a big it were yeah. a big thing for me that at that time and obviously when it didn't happen a bit gutting yeah for like you're at that age and i would never had that chance before it's, it's a bit like you, you think oh he's gone do you know what i mean so and how did you do, did you do it playing for a local i just team? did it for playing for a local team yeah, yeah. landed and landed bang. and just bang snap Right, so that trial then doesn't happen. Yeah, no, that's so then where'd you go? Gone. 17. I went to uni and I signed for Wakefield. I think that might have been back when it was a Unibond. Yeah? Yeah, Unibond Prem, I think they were in. Okay. Ronnie Glavin was the manager. No that's nonsense, this legend. is men's yeah. football, yeah. That were good for me, to be fair. Played game after played week in, week out. Obviously, not the greatest of standard, but yeah. men's football grew, grew up a lot. And then I moved to workshop with Martin McIntosh. He used to play for Rotherham. Yeah. Decent lad. Great, great manager at that level. Um, did me the world of good there. And I actually followed him to Buxton on loan. Um, and then went from there to Halifax. Is that big, the big with, move to Halifax? Is that, yeah. Did you feel that was a, the step up that gets you closer then? A little bit, yeah, because that's sort of the... You're nearly there, aren't you? That's yeah. like the, I don't know what you call it, it's like the, you're on the edge there, the right? Between, you know yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. And I know a lot of players, you know, that play conference football, they're really good players, you know, and it's just yeah. not worth them stepping up. 
Yeah. So on that level, he's probably better than you think. Yeah. There's a lot of players that play in the conference that could play higher. And that because they can have a job and make their yeah. money, make good money playing yeah. for a non-league team rather than, say, a league two who don't pay that well. Yeah, it's that, just not in their yeah, best interest. It's not worth it where they might have to move you yeah, know, far away from home and stuff. It's just not worth it for a lot of lads. I know a lot of lads that have turned moves down to league two sides that... Pay, they would have got paid a lot less. I know people say it's not, not about the money, money, but you know when you're at that level and you've got kids or people have got mortgages to pay, mm-hmm. and it is what it is, isn't it? Absolutely. You're grafting your down there. Yeah, yeah. So it is a grind, um, but I was fortunate at Halifax that I was sort of getting enough to get by, so I didn't need to have a job so I could focus on still trying to push on and, yeah. and sort of getting to where I wanted to be. But it was getting to that point. Obviously, I'm a bit of a late. Yes, how old would you have been in your last season at Halifax? How old was you? 23. So okay. when I signed for Barnsley, I'd just turned 24. So that's sort of like yeah, you're you know, there. I'm on the edge. Do you know what I mean? It were either then or never. Make or break. So I, I was lucky, really, yeah. that someone was willing to take a chance on me at, at that point. Did you know they were interested? How did you find out that Barnsley wanted Yeah, to... well, we spoke before we started this about Birmingham, didn't we? So two years pre- previous, Birmingham actually tried to sign me from Halifax with Gary Rowett for peanuts as well, like <laughs> literal peanuts. Yeah, you thought they were a bargain. And I, I'm not, I really don't know why it didn't happen. I didn't really at the time. I was just happy sort of to, not happy, but happy to be where I were. Like, mm-hmm. Never expected, or obviously knocking on mm. from what you'd expect at that sort of age. Um, so it, it, and I didn't really find out until after it had all blown over, and so I couldn't Killed really do all about against uh, about it. And then Barnsley actually tried to sign me the year after in January for like hundred grand, I think it were, but my contract were coming to an end, so they weren't willing to pay anymore. So. They waited till the end of the season, and I actually was, I, I was travelling to, I travelled to Fleetwood to, to, to meet the gaffer right. there. Travelled to Fleetwood on the way back, I got a phone call, I met the Lee Johnson, the Barnsley manager in the airport on the way home, and just no ended way. up signing there. Obviously, it was probably less of a contract, to be fair, but obviously from Barnsley, it were mm. a no-brainer, really, at the time. And thankfully, I did, because... It turned out really well there, and you know I, I owe I owe them quite a lot for for taking that chance on me really and giving me the the platform to sort of push on and get where I am now. Yeah. Did you hit the ground running with Barnsley, being a local lad, and immediately the fans are on side? Yeah, yeah, it was difficult because um, coming from Halifax, it's a different sort of level. I'd never been at an academy, so I'd never been in that environment where you train every day. Every yeah. day it's hard graft, like gym work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, as yeah. daft as that physically, sounds, yeah. physically, yeah, yeah. we were quite tough. And obviously, because I were at a later age, you're not really built into it. Yeah. So I had to sort of like get through being knackered and uh, for the early stages. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Pre-season, adapting. I'd never really had a pre-season like that before. How was that? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was tough. It was tough, but I've, I'm quite. I'd like to say I'm quite fit, and I look after myself anyway. So I, I were all right, but obviously when it comes to the games, it's a different demand. Yeah. So when you get to that level, I set off really well. Like first six, seven games, doing really well. But um, we we changed formation, and I ended up out of the team. But 
the manager said, like, oh, it's not to do with you, like, you've done well, just, they were, we were playing three centre-halves and he had to drop one, mm. other one were the captain and one was one that they'd signed from somewhere else and it was just unfortunate that I missed out and I ended up, I didn't play for like three months, I think it were, and then Eki got the job. Mm. Um, which was a great move for me. He's a, I really value him as a manager and as a as a coach, as a person. Really, he he was class for me. Mm. And played a couple of games for the under twenty threes for him before he got promoted up to there. Um, you had that relationship with him already. So yeah, he knew massive. He, he knew what I were about, and I think he actually he actually told me towards the end that when he came into the manager's role, he got asked if he could go out and get a centre half. And he actually said to the club, like, oh, no, like, Robbo's not doing anything. I want to use him. So, and I played every game till the end of the season. Then we ended up getting promoted. So yeah. I, I do owe a lot to, to Eki, really, and yeah. having that faith. But that like, comes back to what I said before about, like, Pep. You know, having someone that mm. sort of got that faith in you, it makes, mm. a, makes a big difference. Yeah, that trust and belief yeah, in you. Yeah, yeah, It does give you a bit of confidence and sort of a bit of belief in yourself in what you're doing really went on to Captain Barnsley yeah yeah which obviously class class moment Connor left and I remember Eki pulled me into the manager's office and he just went do you fancy it give it a message why not like, uh, and obviously leading them out and for that for that period were really good and like I said I did well with them a lot mm. for, for giving me that opportunity really I mean, I got some stick actually when 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 we played when they come here. No, did they get, yeah, they did give. What did they say? Yeah, that's why, that's we, why we sold you. <laughs> <laughs> See, um, the thing is, no, the no, worst no. thing, right? The ball, the ball's like coming, and I'm like sprinting onto it, and it's coming on the half volley, and I'm thinking, I'm dropping into like the middle of the pitch here, thinking if. What do I do here? Do I just send it and just get rid of it because I'm on the stretch, or do I just take a chance and try and play? And I thought, knackers, I'm just sending it into the channel. <laughs> Sent it into the channel, it just like dropped out for a throwing down the bottom of the pitch, and I just heard him set off. And I was like, oh, <laughs> cheers, lads. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. But it's one of them, innit? Yeah. Then the move to Blues eventually does go through. Yeah. Did you want to go? When did you hear about the news? How did that happen? Uh, he, so the season we got promoted uh, did really well then set off in the, had one season in the championship with them and did did pretty well we did well um, we tailed off towards the end of the season but we lost a couple of players in January yeah. um, otherwise I thought we'd, we would have done pretty well I had a good season myself and knew of interest from clubs um, but never I'm one of them. I think if stuff happens, it happens. Do you know what I mean? Never pushed anything. Mm. Um, I had one year left at Barnes. I was more than happy to stay and see out if they didn't want to offer me a new contract. Didn't get offered anything anyway to extend. And then this came up, and when someone like Harry Redknapp meets you and says they want to sign you, and it's sort of like a one of them sit back moments because Harry Redknapp, Harry Redknapp I mean, yeah. a big club like Birmingham as well. Mm. Um, it was sort of one of them. It couldn't really not go. I remember when um, the, when we just signed you. He was saying he was talking you up <laughs> to be Rio Ferdinand, <laughs> yeah. number two. Oh, what a guy! He could, you know, he's got everything. And I'm thinking we we're in here. <laughs> <laughs> and then you saw me play. <laughs> and then you get Sam in the confidence yeah. job. Wow. 
No, but absolutely. And so, yeah, what were your first impressions when you first moved there? I remember when you first moved to the club. And yeah, well, you see, uh, different to what I'm used to. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I come from, but I love Barnsley, but they're a, they're a smaller club, um, different facilities, um, a lot more staff here to help you out and, and sort of do what you need. And, you know, it was a good change, but one that were like a bit, you know, yeah. what's happening like. Mm. Um, but Did you I'd, move to the area? Yeah, yeah, I moved straight away. I was living in the hotel to start with, but then I moved up towards Sutton. Yeah, yeah. A bit out of the way, but... Big city well, though as well. I wanted Birmingham. to stay like north side. <laughs> <laughs> Close to Yorkshire as possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like I said, touched on before, it were it were not just for me, just looking now, looking back at it, it was tough for the club, really, when I first came. Mm-hmm. A lot of changes. I know they signed up. We signed a lot of players. Yeah. 16 in one window. Yeah, and I don't think anyone really lit, lit it up, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think anyone really played to the, the true true um, potential yeah. and stuff. I just think that it didn't help with what the, the club was going through, really. And then, obviously, Gary came in. Um, didn't pick me for whatever reason. Do you know what I mean? I've got no, don't hold anything against anyone. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Like I said before, I couldn't really argue with the case. But I, I, I liked what he was doing with the club, yeah. and that's what I was used to at Barnsley. We had that structure. Everyone knew what they were doing. They were a definite, definite um, structure. So definite clarity is favourite word. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Clarity. Yeah, the players. That's the biggest thing I think. And I think unless you've got that. I think, like I said, touched on, most people have struggled a little bit. There's only so much that pure talent can get you through. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think anyone, anyone needs a bit of, bit of structure and a bit of a idea behind them. Right, we're going to wrap through some Twitter questions because I'm conscious Wait, of fire. time. Go on then, Kel. Right, first one is from Highcroft Cricket. They say, with the way we're playing this season, yeah. is the pressure on you, you touched on this earlier, to improve certain attributes? Yeah, yeah and no. Um, I think you'd be surprised at how good players are looking away from certain things on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you came into training or it's not necessarily the attributes of the players because if you saw what players could actually do behind mm-hmm. the scenes or it, it's just certain situations we spoke about before we, we came on to this that mm. in certain situations certain things happen where other people might not see but you're under that much pressure it's not worth yeah taking that chance risking mm-hmm. stuff yeah do you know what I mean yeah alright the end action might not be the greatest of a clearance or yeah, you mean but you that's put just, one into row Z yeah. but that's the better option of yeah, giving it away to, the last man on trying the to force it. something and losing yeah, it inside yeah. Yeah. I did it in fact one sticks out in my mind um, when Steve Cottrell were in charge ball got the clip down the channel and I've gone up and it's right on the line and I've gone up to try and head it inside to try and keep the ball Yeah. and they've broke and like nearly scored nothing's come of it but when you think of it like as a defender, just head it out. You know and I mean? But if I'd head it out, everyone would be like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know I mean? yeah, yeah, that's it. it. Little Re- things like people don't risk realize, and reward. Yeah, people don't understand. Not that they don't understand, but it's different when you're on the pitch and it's under mile an hour. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. So you don't see little things and it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to see things and 
different players are different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It is, it is, yeah. but, so I think you'd be surprised at how good, technically good players are. But if that opportunity is not right on the pitch, then get it. Yeah, no. Number two. Right, Ethan says, who's the joker of the team? There's a couple. <coughs> Digger's probably the most the most joker. He's got a couple of... He's just a one-liner man. Do you know what I mean? He, yeah, yeah. He's always got a reply. Quick. Yeah, anyone says anything, he shuts you down straight away or he, he loves he loves shutting people down. Next one is from Ben Mountford. Uh, and this, I don't know if this is true, but he says, is it true that you once were asked to help NASA divert a world-ending meteor by heading it back? <laughs> Can you confirm those uh, rumours? Yeah, I did get a phone call, but uh, I was busy. But no... <laughs> No. I mean, if they were one there, I'd have a go. And this is one we discussed actually before we came on. It's from Base Chems. And he said, would you rather fight 50 <laughs> duck-sized horses or one horse-sized dog? I know we so. broke this down as well. Yeah, it's a, t- it's a difficult one, isn't it? Cause no brainer, mate. Depends how it's big no the brainer. duck is. Do you know what I mean? A mallard. The horses. It's a mallard. Oh, yeah, what do you the mean? The horses are going into a duck size, but how big's that duck? It's a mallard, mate. So there's 50, like, decent-sized horses there. They're going to get at you. They'll peck you a bit. Do you know what I mean? They'll bite you and kick you, but I'm still but saying... One one big <laughs> duck has to It's the wingspan, isn't it? Stands on its back legs. Yeah, it's boom, getting Wings you, go out. Beak. Six-foot beak. It's not that big. Come on, a horse isn't that big. Mate. What? These, I'm just saying, I'd rather swat and kick. Yeah, but I'm getting away from With a duck, do you mean? Have you seen our With your there? clearances, 50 of them are gone. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, one. Yeah, into Rosette. Rose <laughs> they're, they're way gone. Uh, I don't know, you know, it's a tough one. I, but I think I'm getting away from a duck, aren't I? Have you seen how quick I am? You're not slow for a big man. I think, you know don't what? stop saying Here's that. Here's the thing. Here's the Backhanded thing. compliment. No, yeah, I it think is st- for a big man. Mate, no, I think strikers sometimes, right? We'll chase something that you're after thinking they've got you in. Yeah. You're a big lumpy centre half. No, they ain't got me. Turn a pace. Get me Sorry. in the channel, I'm all right. Class, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Yeah, I think, I think I'd have to go off. And... <sighs> How know. are you going to attack a horse sized duck? Head it. No, I told you I'd just get away from it, wouldn't I? <laughs> no, you've got, this is a fight, mate. You're so I've got to go in. Yeah, we've got to go in. You, you live or you die. I, I, back, I back myself against both. <laughs> so this confidence is an issue. Either or. <laughs> no, I'd take the horses, I think. Right, parting thought, Yorkshire. What do you mean? What do you want me to say about Yorkshire? You are it's glorious, thinking of Yorkshire, mate. Actually yeah. draped and in a white rose now. Yeah, it's, it's and glorious. I don't understand the obsession. God's country. What all, do you mean you don't understand the obsession? All football clubs from Yorkshire, all they chant is Yorkshire. No other county do it. It's just a real unhealthy obsession with your own. I'm not. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but yeah, go on, back it's yourself. All the all the all, all the other counties are, aren't they? How? <laughs> Because you've got you a hill, you've got a few hills and a bit of God's water God's country, why do they call it God's country? They don't, you do. No one knows. <laughs> 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 no. Have you ever had a Yorkshire God's tea? <laughs> I have, mate, yeah. I've got, I actually do buy Yorkshire tea. Exactly. That, it's the only good thing about no, Yorkshire. No, it's not. Yeah. It's, the only it's good glorious, thing. mate. You get up there, it's fresh air, There's, it's lovely, there's countryside. You get down here, it's all like smog and smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go you further down in London. into London. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you can only last a day there. When I come back from London, I've got a sore throat. <laughs> it's because you talk too much. Shut up. Right, Robbo, I'd like to say it's been a pleasure, it hasn't. Yeah, it? no. Thank you ever so much, mate. We got half hour out of you. So. Not a problem, don't But on a serious ask, note. Don't ever ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> mate, on a serious note, thank you for talking to us. It's great to see you in the Not team, a mate. problem, Genuinely. Paul. Thank you very much.
The Blues Talk Podcast with Dale Moon and Callum Denning. Barnsley's favourite son, Mark Roberts. We didn't even mention his javelin-like long throw. I wonder where he's got that from. He learnt that on the mean streets of South Yorkshire. Yeah, I don't yeah. know in what context you'd need to learn a long throw like that, but no, he, I mean, he got it from somewhere. He's, um, yeah, interesting backstory, isn't it, Robbo's? You know, the fact that it was do or die at 23, 24 years when old. When I got a degree, by the way, while still playing non-league football. Yeah, went up to Lincoln and studied and come through the non-league route. You can sort of see that, can't you? He's not... I think by his own admission, although I think he was trying to say, actually, technically, he backs himself a little. He thinks he can play, but oh, he yeah. just chooses not to do it because he's too fearful of giving <laughs> the ball away in a bad position. Um, but I think you can see that non-league upbringing in him, the way he gets up and wins his, his aerial battles is just typical of what you need um, as a player in non-league football. And he's added uh, little bits to his game that's meant he can climb through the leagues. And you know, Halifax, Barnsley and, Barnsley and now at Blues... Uh, I think we say like he's quick as he mentioned he's not getting done by many players will outrun Mark Roberts I think you'd Shots look at him up. and think I've got you know if you're a n- nippy little striker you'd look at him and think right we'll run big rings. six foot four northerner yeah we'll r- it's not going to be his forte but he's got a good turn of pace good old fashioned defender and a top top guy as well due his first goal this season as well and what a time to get it this Saturday against Luton. Mm. I think first time we've played them in, what, 12 years, just off the top of my head? Yeah, I think it was it 30, 2006, I think. Yeah, Rowan Vine battered us twice. <laughs> we went and signed him. Got a move off the back of it. Um, yeah, it's happened goal. before. Robbie Blake might have been something similar. Yeah, um, yeah, Luton. I mean, like you say, one of those sides who have uh, gone up, up through the divisions in the past few years. Back in the championship, uh, I think all the talk pre-game was about uh, how they like to score goals, actually, and they're a bit, f- bit open in that sense. So it could make for another, another good game on the eye, actually, an entertaining one. Because as we say, we're not going to play any other way, particularly down here at St Andrews. So um, you know, to have a side down here who's going to take the game to us, it'll open up spaces. It's just whether again the Roberts and Co can keep them out or. Um, we have a seven-goal thriller on our hands, and hopefully we are the right end of it. Yeah, I'd like to say, hopefully in our favour. Mm. Of course, former Blue in their ranks will be uh, out to get us on Saturday, Andy Shinney. You know, I didn't see him play too often. No, Shinny. I think Shinny that'll be that. one of his main criticisms of his time at Blues himself. Yeah. I think he's a player, technically he's very good, um, but he probably wasn't as mobile as what we'd want. And the system and the time that when he was at the club probably didn't suit the way he plays. But again, another player who's gone away, re- rebuilt it, and come back again to the same level. So... Yeah, I'm always fearful, wary, although Sam Gallagher wasn't at his best on Tuesday, so he didn't cause mm. as much of a threat as I thought he would when we have a, an ex-Blues player come down because you know they've got that extra little percent they want to do well against their former club. So, yeah, I'm confident. I mean, when you look at it on paper, it's Luton Town at home, but you, we've seen down the Blues down over the years that never ever that easy, is it? And I know it's cliche, but a particularly side that are below us in the table, mm-hmm. um, you always worry that they're banana skins. That being said, I feel we're a different outfit. So I do go into Saturday with a bit more confidence than I had done in previous years. I agree with you there. Well, audio commentary, of course, available here on Blue TV. Jonathan Bell and Delia Adebola on commentary. And yourself and Darren Purse in the studio. He came in some rascal gear, by the way. He had a, he had a maroon blazer with a turtleneck navy sweater on for the tu- for Tuesday. He's game. betrayed his roots. He's Millwall. He looked like a Bond villain. And I told him. <laughs> And some people said it was a bit too close to Claret and Blue as well. Well, can't have that. So he needs to be box. careful if he wants to keep coming down to this place. But yeah, he'll be in the studio with me. Great, uh, in all seriousness. Great eye for the game. Yeah, what as aspirations of becoming a coach and getting into it. 
Uh, of course, in that works with Oxford, but more at more senior level. So yeah, always good value and, and can really see the tactical side, which is good in the studio. Well, the thoughts of him and Delia Adebola here on Blues TV on Saturday. But one man who made his Blues debut on Tuesday and will be looking to build on it on Saturday is Josh McEachran. And how better to be initiated into this football club than to take on the quickfire questions. The Blues Talk Podcast. Okay, so we're at a wet and miserable Trillion Trophy training centre with Blues new boy Josh McEachran. And uh, yeah, mate, you're our quickfire questions contender for this week. Let's kick off with uh, favourite restaurant to eat? Uh, Zuma. Nice. Uh, what's your karaoke song or initiation song? Um, I've got a few to be fair. I've had a few songs in the past. Probably the world's greatest. That gets everyone involved. Yeah. Very safe. Uh, which country produces the best food? So are you an Italian, a Mexican? Uh, no, Japanese to be fair. Nice, mate. Bit of Wagamamas. Yeah. Uh, have you got a middle name? Yeah, my dad's name, Mark. I've already seen. I'm going to get you bullied, <laughs> is it? You're okay. Uh, ideal holiday destination? Um, I've never been, but I'd love to go Bora Bora. Yeah. Favourite TV series? Um, I just finished Top Boy. That was good, to be fair. And I was uh, Peaky Blinders as well. Oh, good. Right. So you get that one in. Good man. Uh, what's okay? This is an interesting one. What's the best goal you've seen on the pitch, right? But you have to have been on the pitch at the time. Can't be scored by you at any level of the game. I think it was quite a few years ago against Bolton, um, and it was Didier Drogba against Bolton, and I was on the pitch, and I think it was the third or fourth goal. But that was probably the best goal I've seen. What was it? Was it the one where he's Away. drilled it from? Yeah, distance? from quite far. Yeah, so, sort of in the middle of the goal, but yeah, swazzed yeah. it. Decent. It's not good that you're on the pitch there, mate. I can't, yeah, I can't remember any others. Top, top goals, to be it's fair. It's a tough question. Uh, what did you get dressed as to the last fancy dress party? It's usually a Christmas one with the lads. The last fancy dress? Yeah, so when you've had to go to a trans- fancy dress party, what did you go dressed as? You think it was Voldemort, actually. <laughs> the last, last Christmas do, because we had to pick out a name and I got V. So I was struggling, to be fair, yeah. someone has Voldemort. You've not got many options with no. V, to be fair. <laughs> if the whole squad was in a Royal Rumble, who's left in the ring at the end? Got to go for... Meathead skipper. Harley. I knew that was. Co- <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, three words Actually, to this. It would be out of Harley and Stocky, both big lads, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, so. You ain't arguing really, really <laughs> either of them. Best pair of trainers or boots you've ever owned? Best pair of boots, probably the black and red CTRs. Um, back in the day, probably yeah. about five, six years ago. Yeah, they're the best boots. Trainers. Oh. I used to absolutely buzz off my Reebok workouts <laughs> wearing them to school. <laughs> Class night they were. Uh, Favourite pizza topping? Like what pizza would you order? Um, pepperoni. Always pepperoni. Aftershave of choice? Um, Joe Malone, Mira Tonka. Oh, nice, mate. Uh, what are the names of all the pets you or your family have owned? Bloody hell, that's quite a few. I had a, I had a board... Um, Blue French Bulldog, but that only lasted a month. And now my nan's got him. He was called Prince. And then I used to have another dog, well, it was my mum's, called Jake. Um, and then I've had a rabbit called Rivaldo. <laughs> <laughs> Great name. And a guinea pig called Giggsy. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what a name. That's the best answer we've had so far. Uh, most played song or album? Um, Chris Brown, Fame, probably. Mm. Have you got any tattoos? What are they? Yeah, I've got quite a few, to be fair. Um, a lot of them are for one of my friends that passed away. Mm-hmm. So that's for him, my arm sleeve, and then I've got a lot for my family and stuff. So yeah, they, d- they do have meanings, yeah. yeah. Sentimental meanings. What type of student were you at school? 
Um, my timekeeping wasn't great, to be fair. So I was just always wanting to be out playing football. football. So mm. I my teachers probably didn't say I was the, the best student. No. Dirty school trousers. Yeah. Uh, what's the strangest thing you've eaten? Maybe abroad or something? Um, A lot of the time snails it's like maybe food. yeah that is a bit snails what's it taste I did like? actually did actually try a scorpion once in Thailand and that was quite they wrapped around like a kebab stick yeah 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 weren't, weren't great I wouldn't no. have one again crispy <laughs> no I bet uh, is there anything on your bucket list that you want to do before you die uh, probably do a skydive actually mm. yeah not, yeah not in um, not in England somewhere abroad yeah of an unbelievable view, but yeah, yeah probably do a skydive. I'll be absolutely bricking it, bricking it. Yeah. But yeah, I would love to do it. Uh, now I know footballers think they don't dress poorly, but what's the worst item of clothing you worn when you look back at it and say, "What was I thinking?" <laughs> um, that laugh suggests you've got a whole no, wardrobe full of rascals. No, nah, to be fair, because a lot of people come from my gear. <laughs> <laughs> I wear uh, I wear these sliders a lot. These. Um, Gucci sliders and I get absolutely battered every time <laughs> I wear them because they've got um, fur in them as well <laughs> oh, so, okay. um, but I'm having them to be fair <laughs> but yeah they're out there Okay. <laughs> uh, are you addicted to anything? Um, no don't think so Any? No. Uh, no, we've had, we've had um, chocolate we've had FIFA no I don't have a Playstation so no, no. nothing uh, all right, this is an interesting one. What's the best way to eat chicken? So what part of the chicken are you a thigh, a breast, a wing, and then how do you have it flavoured? Uh, from Nando's. Um, but yeah, I love the wings. Mm-hmm. Hot. And the... Yeah, on the, always on the bone. I like yeah. it always on the oh, bone, okay. more tender. All right, what are your thoughts on fishing, like people who choose to fish for fun? No, my Mrs. Dad... Um, tells me all the time he was world champion fishing but oh, doesn't wow. interest me in the slightest no, to be fair that's awkward but around the dinner table you just don't care no, <laughs> just not, not <laughs> chatting <me>. about it <laughs> uh have you got any sporting memorabilia so what's your proudest if any shirts you've swapped or any boots or anything like that um no i have got quite a few shirts to be fair got gerard's suarez's got a few big big shirts Decent. but yeah probably them and finally, have you ever read a book cover to cover, so front to back, and what books, if so? Yeah, I've read uh, Perlow's... Um, yes, I've got that one. Autobiography, which was good, that was very good. Um, Iniesta's book as well, which I enjoyed. They're the only ones I've read. But I do want to read a lot more, to be fair. just don't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ain't got a lot of time as a footballer. Josh yeah. McEachern, thank you very much. Cheers. The Blues Talk Podcast with Dale Moon and Callum Denning. Josh McEachern with his Blues initiation on the quickfire questions. Another eclectic bunch of answers. Japanese, his favourite food. He says Jap- said Japan produced the best food. Which in, what, out of interest, what's your answer to that question? Which country produces the best food? Oh, a lot of people go Italian. I might be completely rogue and say Korea. That is Korean random, barbecue. Mate. Unbelievable. That Bit of bulgogi random. or Korean fried chicken. I mean, Give it a go. Mexican. Mexican? No, it's up there. Mate, Mexican is elite level. What about British? Average. Elite level average. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, nah, it's good. It's, it's actually growing in confidence, not in terms of on the pitch, but around the place. Yeah. 
coming out of himself a little bit more now. He's been here a few weeks, hasn't he? And obviously made his debut. He did. So uh, I think one or two fans pointed out his passing was decent. I think he's very tidy. It's what you'd expect from a former Brentford man, isn't it? Well, but you don't get into the Chelsea Academy for nothing. As yeah, well, but like he said, you know, some of the shirts and merchandise he's got, Suarez and Gerard, and the best goal we've seen on the pitch was when I was on the pitch with Didier Drogba. His name dropped central from <laughs> Josh McEachern, but, you know, if you've been there, fair play to him. No, he's in the it? big time now. Yeah, no, good. Right, Blues women in action on Sunday at Solihull Moors, taking on Liverpool. Uh, one place above them in the Barclays FA Women's Super League table. It's going to be a close one. Yeah, still early doors in, this, in the season, isn't it? I know we looked at the table. They've got that one point on the board yeah. from their four games. We're yet to pick up a point. So, Marta, we just want to get up and running, really, in the um, in the WSL. Uh, in terms of a, you know, the table, I'm not too concerned just yet. We've only been, we've played three games, so majority of teams have played four, but the quicker they can get those points on the board, just for the girls to grow in confidence really. No, there's been quite a few changes in the summer, mm. so quite like ourselves, a bit of a transitional uh, phase, but you know, when you look at how Liverpool have started, they're there for the taking on Sunday. How good to see, by the way, speaking of players getting into form, Rachel Williams back on goal scoring form after a long injury layoff. She's great. She's like that, her old self. She is the biggest character in football, oh, Rachel Williams. You know what? You say that, I still think it's reasonably close in the women's team between her and Hannah Hampton. There's two Hannah, massive characters in that side. Yeah, but very, very different. Because Yes, in yeah, their own way. Hannah Hampton is very playful, but a bit loopy in a, lo- in a nice way. Rachel Williams is just a big presence in the She'll dressing room. She'll have you as well. She, she's just the leader of the pack, and you would not even argue with her. Uh, she's like the type, the type of the type of person who you'd be friends with out of fear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure she sat there grinning. By the way, it's to this. well, it's true. We need to get her on the Blues. Pod. Oh. We will definitely get her on the Blues pod- podcast before it's the end. It's been of the in season. the pipeline for a long time as well, hasn't it? We have mentioned it to her. We had um a little bit. Would we say an interjection during uh, Brie Vasali's quick five questions? She's great. Yeah, shouting about and she's just a nuisance and yeah. she, she's rogue. She's just in the a, nicest way. She, yeah, in yeah, she's rogue. You're scared, see? You're yeah, scared. I'm terrified. <laughs> she's very rogue, but um, yeah, she's class. So we'll definitely get one. If I bump into her at the training ground now, that was all you, by the way. Fine, blame all me. you. It's all right. Right, I think that is just about all we've got time for then this week. We'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Hopefully, more points on the board. You'd like yeah, to what we got we coming would. up, Cal? What we got coming up? We've so got of course Luton, we've got Luton Cardiff, tomorrow, Cardiff, Fulham. So we've only got a couple of Saturdays. No midweekers coming up. Yeah. Of course, a few fixture changes. West Bromwich will be an early yeah. kickoff on the Saturday. It is. Uh, what's the Wednesday game? QPR's on Sky, but that would have been a midweek anyway. It just means you can't watch it here on Blues TV. Yeah, disappointing. Sky killing us. But yeah, hopefully we're sitting here in two weeks' time. More points on the board, creeping up towards the P word. Not allowed to talk about it, but let's see if we're there in the end. This has been the Blues Talk Podcast. I've been Callum Denny. I've been Dale Moon. See you in a fortnight. The Blues Talk Podcast with Dale Moon and Callum Denning.